Hi, my beautiful thinkers. Welcome to the Philosophical Thinkers Podcast. So it's been a minute, I feel like, since I've recorded a podcast when it it probably has been like a week. And um, I don't know, I've been missing filming, well, recording, I should say. I've been missing recording podcasts. Um, We, me and my husband, we went on a trip to Disney World, which was really fun. We went two days. So we went to Disney World and Florida because that's where I live. I live in Florida. And we went to Epcot and what was it? I think the other one was Magic Kingdom. Was it Magic Kingdom? Yeah, the other one was Magic Kingdom. So we went to those two. And it was so much fun to go to Disney World, especially just, you know, the times that we're in. It's kind of like, where is the normality in today's time? And yeah, it just felt really good. And as a result of that, I was not recording any podcasts, obviously, for the past week. And I was like, you know what? I miss, I miss it. And so I'm happy to be back, back and better than ever. Um, And today I am actually drawing as I'm doing this podcast. Um, I am in college because I know that you guys don't really know much about me, but I am a college student. I'm studying to be a first grade teacher, so I'm an education major, and Right now, the assignment that we have is I'm taking art, um, K through six art. So our first assignment was to make our name into art. So that's really fun. So I decided to make my name into a Christmas tree. Why? I don't know. It just kind of resembled a Christmas tree to me when I started creating it. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to make this into a Christmas tree and we'll see how it goes so that's what i'm doing as i'm filming this podcast so today's topic i am not entirely sure what i want to talk about i just was so ready to talk to you guys and to record a podcast that i was just like you know what my husband he went out with his family and so it's just me in the house so i'm like let's just let's just see what we can come up with Let's just go ahead and record a podcast. I will say that I want to talk about a topic that is... um, Actually, first I will say I found an artist that he's actually a rapper. And I personally don't really like rap music. That's like, that's just not my jazz. You know what I mean? Like, that's just not me. Like, I feel like as a philosophical thinker... For me, like, raps just never hit the spot. Like, I am also, as I told you guys, I'm an INFP. Um, And and as far as the Enneagram goes, I believe I'm a four. Every time I take it, I get different results. But I'm just going to say I'm a four. So um, that could give you guys a little bit of reference. And I will make a video as far as, like, Enneagrams go, um, Zodiac signs, and the Meyer Briggs personality types. There is a video, not a video, what am I saying? A podcast coming up with those things, with me talking about all of that stuff. But just for reference, if any of you guys are into those things, into typing, that is what I am. 
So today's topic, oh yeah, I was saying about the rapper that I found. So I'm not into rap music at all. Typically, I like classical music, I like jazz, I like pop music, um, I like Christian music, you know, those types of things. But I just will not gravitate towards rap. And so I was, as me and my husband were on vacation, we were just listening to the radio a lot because we were driving around a lot. And something came on. So I was just like flipping through the radio stations because I can never find anything that I like on the radio these days. And I was like flipping through the radio station. And I saw, I, I heard a song. And he was talking about like, honestly, I don't know. I think he was talking about, he was just talking about like anxiety, I guess, in, this, in a way. And the, and the rap song, I was just like, huh. This guy's talking about some deep stuff. Like, I actually really can relate to what he's saying. Like, and it was very um, philosophical, too. I was just like, huh, interesting. So I listened to the whole song, and I honestly really enjoyed it. So I decided the next day to figure out who this guy was, and his name is NF. So I don't know if you guys know that the rapper named NF, but I really think if you guys like my podcast and if you like philosophy and psychology and all that kind of stuff I really do think you will enjoy his um, his music it is rap so if you're not into it you know you might not be into it but I will say as someone who really don't like rap I enjoyed his music so I recommend it so right now I am coloring a um, like a red cloth that goes under the Christmas tree and I don't know that was really satisfying color so how many of you guys actually celebrate Christmas I know a lot of people don't celebrate Christmas well actually a lot of people do but a lot of religious people don't celebrate Christmas so I'm just wondering if any of you guys are religious that listen to me and if you are religious do you celebrate Christmas so today's topic I want to talk about categories and typing people like personality typing or um, political typing just putting people in a category I find that this categories make people uncomfortable have you guys noticed that like I've noticed it's a trend to say oh I don't really like to put myself in a box like like let's just say you ask somebody what is your political party like where do you stand it's like people don't want to tell you because they're afraid of you putting them in a box and they're afraid of you typing them, pretty much. Um, and so they'll be like, well, I don't really like to, um, you know, I don't really like to put myself in a box. I don't really like to uh, say that I'm this or I'm that because... I don't know, it just makes me uncomfortable and people feel like I'm only going to be this way. And here's the thing, okay, here's what I feel about that whole argument. I just feel like it's useless, you know. There is a reason why there's political parties, you know, there's a reason why there are conservatives, liberals, democrats, republicans, 
why Meyer Briggs decided to type people into 16 categories. There's a reason for the Enneagram. You know, I feel like all of these things are there. And the question is, but well, why? Like, why did a human being who supposedly human beings just really hate to be put in a category, why on earth then would a human being create well human beings in general because there's categories for everything i mean there's even races so we have white we have black we have asian we have hispanic why did human beings create these sort of categories or these types why do we classify people because also there's middle class there's high class and there's low class there's rich there's poor so there's all these different sort of categories and classes that are just fundamental to humanity. It's like we just know that there are class, different types of classes of people. It's just what we were born to know. But for some reason, it's a new thing to sort of be uncomfortable with these classifications. And my, my question is, is that really woke? You know, not to want to be classified as something. Is that, should we consider that woke or should we just consider that just useless? Like, how can we progress in society if there aren't really categories? And categories are just a natural thing of life because we're all different. But although we're all different, there's actually some similarities. So I believe that categories were created just for us as human beings to be able to see the, a, a, a diverse world, but then also bring it together and unify it categories are a way to unify which i know may seem like the opposite because i feel like people feel like categories are a way to divide but i completely think the opposite so let's just do it this way if you have a bunch of crayons okay you have a hundred crayons spread out on a table and if you think if you don't classify those crayons if you don't divide those crayons where the pinks goes here the light goes here the dark goes there give you give you some category you're going to drive yourself insane everything is going to see seem so individualized not there's going to be no unity everything is going to be it's going to seem so divided and it's going to be hard for you to really um work with those crayons and and use those crayons to your best potential to their best potential but once you start to categorize those crayons and divide the browns with the browns, the blacks with the blacks, the lights with the lights, you begin to see that the crayons just sort of unify. It's a simpler way of looking at the whole bunch of crayons and it even almost looks like a whole new set of crayons. You can now process your crayon colors a lot easier and that's what categories do so that's what naming yourself a republican or a democrat those are what those things do that's what naming yourself an infp or an estp you know those are what these categories are in place to make the world a simpler place because our brains cannot process such a huge um, variety of different things and so categories were created to help unify and then also to help simplify this com the complexity of the world and so I would think that this whole notion of viewing um, categories as from the devil is counterproductive so it's really interesting um, the next topic I want to talk about also is this whole idea of inclusivity and then exclusivity I really am passionate about this topic because 
I feel like everyone feels like it's it's all like you're supposed to be so inclusive and the more inclusive you are the better but I will have to beg to differ with that claim so let me continue to talk about categories um, and so for me I personally I don't mind being put in a category now obviously putting in a category I think people are mostly afraid about being put in a category is because they feel as if it's going to put them in a box and you know this is what everyone always says it's just like I don't want to be put in a box but the question is why don't you want to be put in a box the world is so much simpler in a box I mean don't you think and so much easier to go about it's kind of like I don't know it's kind of like reserving your chaos it's funny because me and my husband we've been watching this Netflix show The Witcher and it's all about reserving your chaos and um, chaos is pretty much that that's it's pretty much sort of your emotions inside you so The Witcher is like it's a magical show so it's is to do with magic and the teacher who taught the new sorcerers would always tell the students to reserve their chaos and so that's why I probably will be referencing to chaos because I feel like I mean I've heard this before this idea of chaos and I'm pretty sure I've heard this from Jordan Peterson he talks about chaos a lot and it's just kind of like the, um, what is it, like the peace in your chaos. I can't think of what he associates it with, but it's just this whole idea of trying to find some sort of, trying to get a hold of the chaos, trying to find some control, basically, in this whole world of chaos. And I think that's pretty much where categories come in at. And also, as far as this whole idea of, okay, don't put me in a box. As I said, I don't think it's a bad thing to be put in a box. Um, and, you know, I don't think that naming yourself and giving yourself a name or giving yourself, putting yourself in a category is necessarily putting you in a box. Because, I mean, I feel like if anyone is educated enough, they would know just because you say that you are one thing, that obviously doesn't mean that you only think like that one thing that you say that you are. So let's just say this, like with the Meyer Briggs, some people don't like Meyer Briggs personality tests because they feel like saying that you're this is going to put you in a box. But here's the thing, it's just like, it says it when you take the test that we all have certain, we all have all of these um, ways of looking at the world. It's just some of them we go to more. And that's just, it's just as simple as that. And how hard is it to accept that you are more of this than the other thing? How hard is it to accept that, I mean, we as, as humans, we kind of are in a box. Especially when we don't even realize that we're in a box. I think once humanity realizes, okay, you're in a box, like, you think this way because you are in a box, and it's as simple as that, and a lot of people, they won't get out of that box unless they realize that they're in a box, which is goes with my last episode, the allegory of the cave. We're all born in a box, so saying you're putting me in a box doesn't really make sense because you've, you've been in a box. I don't have to put you in a box. You're already in a box. And I kind of have this feeling that 
Even when we do learn more, we just get transferred to a bigger box. But no matter what, you'll always be in a box. Um, I'm starting to color with my pencils and I'm hoping you guys can't hear me color. <laughs> if you can, maybe that'll be like an ASMR, hopefully. <laughs> um, so let's move on to the inclusive and exclusive situation. So we know we live in this world where inclusivity is a must. And as I told you guys, I am an education major and we are taught constantly to be inclusive, to include everyone. Everyone needs a say. Everyone's opinion is valuable. And if you guys heard my Socrates episode, you would see that Socrates believed that before you even start to say anything about anything, you need to first know what you're talking about. So before we even start to value your opinion or even consider your opinion, obviously you need to know what you're talking about. You need to have done some sort of research to know what you're saying before we even began to consider what you're saying. Yes, all of course all opinions matter, but should all opinions be heard is the question, especially when you don't know what you're talking about. It's like listening to a baby blah blah. Like it's like a, a parent listening to what the baby thinks about um, candy, and the baby feels like I think I should have more candy. It's like well, the baby doesn't know what the candy does to their teeth. The baby doesn't know what the candy does to their health. So obviously that that opinion, of course, is valued. You know, of course, everybody's entitled to an opinion, but should that opinion be brought up? in the next PTA meeting when they're talking about what is necessary for children's health, you know, what should they be offering during lunchtime? Should a kid's opinion on how much sugar they should put in it, should that kid's opinion be valued? And the question, and the answer is no, it shouldn't. And we can all agree on that, but yet when it comes to adults, we have a hard time with telling some, some adults that you don't know what you're talking about, so your opinion can stay with you. You know what I mean? And so, but that would be so hushed in today's time because everyone is entitled to an opinion and everyone has the right to share their opinion. And I know that it gets so sticky because then it just depends on like, okay, so how do we know that you know what you're talking about? Like as to what criteria or what standard would we then judge if that person knows what they're talking about? So it, I mean, it gets sticky. Like, it's just such a sticky thing. Human and civilization is so sticky. And I'm just so surprised that the founding fathers were able to come up with the Constitution. You know, I, I, I really applaud and admire where we've come as humans, where we've come. Because, I mean, this world is, is pretty intricate and it's kind of crazy to really get a true grasp on it and to create something that is just so universal. And it's also crazy that certain things like the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and things that our forefathers um, agreed on are sort of starting to come under attack with this new way of living. But anyways, I'm getting off topic. We are talking about inclusive, inclusivity, and exclusivity. So we finished The Witcher on Netflix and we started watching 
what is it called? 3%. So the fourth season, which I highly recommend, The Witcher, and I highly recommend 3% if you guys haven't watched those yet. Um, and there was a scene that was very interesting and it made me think about how this clearly shows that you can't be so inclusive that so at some point exclusivity has to happen for the for the good of everyone some people cannot be allowed some things cannot be allowed everyone cannot be welcomed so there was a new establishment that was created in this world in a new world and then I'm talking about the show 3%. So I'll just paint the background of what's happening in the show. So basically, the world is in chaos. You know, there are thieves, everyone's stealing everything. Um, there's just poor people everywhere. There's, there's no classes. It's all just low class. So a founder decided to create a home for people where they were gonna grow new crops and it was gonna be a place that was gonna be sheltered and, and people would be safe and there was gonna be quality food. So very different from what the world was used to at the time. And so this founder created this new place and they called it the Shell. And then the Shell, their motto was that everyone was welcomed. However, they could only fit a certain amount of people. So it was kind of first come, first serve. But as far as who could come in there, didn't matter. So they let anyone come in. There was no criteria as to who could come in and who has to leave. So they, they got their crowd. Everybody's living in there now. There was one girl, though, who wanted to sabotage the shell. Because, I don't know, she was just a special character. She just wanted to sabotage the show. So she did a couple things that were insane. That was sabotaging the show. And the founder was so based on her ideology. She was so hooked to it. The ideology of that everyone is welcome and they will never kick anybody out. Because they're so inclusive that she didn't kick the girl out. Even though the girl kept sabotaging the, the shell so what ended up happening the girl who kept sabotaging the shell she ended up setting it on fire and now the shell was destroyed and I just thought to myself this is what too much inclusive inclusivity will do it will literally make your establishment go down in flames and that is exactly what happened in this show the founder was so inclusive. She didn't want to kick everything, anyone out because she was so stuck on this ideology of, you know, everyone's welcome and once you're here, you can stay here. Everyone has a footing. There's no exclusivity. It's all inclusiveness. And as a result, the whole establishment went down in flames. And now there's no such thing as the show. So that's what too much inclusivity will do to you. At some point, you have to keep others out or even ideals out or opinions out. At some point, you cannot 
you cannot include everyone equal because the sad truth is, and, and this is a reality that a lot of people don't want to admit, but the sad truth is, is that human humans aren't equal in everything. There are certain things that some are better than the other. Now, what people are equal in, and there's these inalienable rights that people are equal in, is, you know, basically the Bill of Rights. There are a lot of things that people are equal in. People are equal in the fact that they are human. But to say that everyone is equal, meaning everyone is smart, is just not, it's not truth. It's nice, but it's not truth. And so it's just this idea that, you know, when will we realize that, I don't know if you guys listen to Ben Shapiro, but Ben Shapiro always says, like, facts don't care about your feelings. And that's true. You know, it really is true. And I think we've abandoned that as a society, pretty much. I believe that everyone should have rights, obviously, but I don't think that everyone should be lied to and treated like this is what I mean. Because I don't want to be misunderstood, but I, I view it as this, like this whole idea of men and women are the same. They have no differences. It's wrong. Should men and women be treated the same? Yes. But are they the same? No. And so that's how I view other people. Everyone should be treated the same. But to say that there aren't any differences is to just blatantly lie. Okay? So let's just say with blacks and whites. Black and white people 100% should be treated the same. But to say that they aren't different, like they don't have different structures, that some are more prone to be more athletic than the others, to say that there aren't differences in cultures is to just lie and to ignore statistics and to ignore facts. But of course, we should all be treated the same, regardless on your education level, regardless on your um, financial status, regardless of your social class. Everyone should, of course, be treated the same. But to, to say that there aren't any differences is just not right. And let's just say if there was an establishment that was created specifically for a certain type of people, that those people should have the right to be exclusive. They should. If an establishment was created only for women, because it's a it's a menstrual it's a menstrual cycle establishment, you know, and I say that because that's intrinsic to all females, and men will not relate to a menstrual cycle. They just won't. Then they the, the establishment should be exclusive to only people who have menstrual cycles. They should have the ability to be exclusive. But in today's world, there's going to be a man out there who's going to want to be a part of the menstrual cycle, even though he doesn't have a clue at all. Because if you're not experiencing it, you won't have a clue. But that's not the world we live in today. And so it's sort of crazy how people feel as if inclusive, inclusive, inclusive is what you need. But I feel like that analogy of how that shell blew up because of it was too inclusive didn't want to kick anybody out didn't want to make any rules as to who can stay and who can't and it literally blew up in flames and that's just a reality and that's just what will happen with this whole idea of being too inclusive and it's also just to be related into your terms it's just like you are hiring for a nursery are you gonna let in a pedophile you know who rapes little kids 
No, you're going to be exclusive and you're not going to want to hire any criminals, especially if their background is to do with exactly what you're hiring them to do. You're not going to want to hire them, so you have to be exclusive. And when it comes to that, and that goes for everything, that's obviously an extreme example, but there are so many ways where we have to be exclusive. And I think people have to accept the fact of the matter that inclusivity is a natural way of life and it's necessary for us to advance in society. So I think that's going to be all. I need to finish my um, artwork. <laughs> it's looking crazy, but um, I thank you guys so much for watching. Well, what? I keep feeling like I'm filming a YouTube video. <laughs> I thank you guys so much for listening to the Philosophical Thinkers podcast. Remember, stay thinking, my beautiful thinkers. Thank you.